Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, and this is day 2049 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you, we praise you and honor you. Thank you for waking us up this morning to see this brand new beautiful day that you created just for us. Not for any other animals, not for the birds, not for the fish, but for us. And I thank you so much for allowing us to be the overseers, the guardian uh, on this earth of all the creatures and things that you created. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for such a great honor uh, to take care of your earth and that we will do an excellent job at it while we are uh, advancing the kingdom of God, sharing your love with others. I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is hearts of stone, or as Jesus calls it, hard hearts or hard hardened. Uh, but hearts of stone is easy for us to grab hold of, right? That means that our hearts are just heavy. Uh, they are not pliable. They are hard. And Jesus speaks of the hard heartedness. And we're going to be coming out of Mark chapter 8, verses 11 through 21. Mark chapter 8, verses 11 through 21. And it says, The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus, to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. So he's explaining to them that they were so uh, wanting to see miracles all the time. Uh, You know, and I'm going to read from my commentary. It says, the Pharisees had tried to explain away Jesus' previous miracles by claiming they were done by luck, uh, coincidence, or evil power. Here they demanded a sign from heaven, something only God could do. And Jesus refused their demand because he knew that even this kind of miracle would not convince them. They had already decided not to believe. Hearts can... Hearts can become so hard that even the most convincing facts and demonstrations will not change them. See, and it depends on the motive. They had an ulterior motive, and that was more so their goal was to kill Jesus and to discredit him, and he knew that. Verse 14 says, The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them, Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. So when he talks about the yeast 
you know how sometimes it could be used as a good term but in this case it was meant for evil the pharisees were doing evil and so was herod so a little yeast when my sisters and i had our bakery you know that yeast was so critical to make the the dough rise so that we can make our homemade bread and cinnamon rolls so without the yeast it would be flat well in this case that yeast uh you know exasperated the evil that's what he's using that as an example of verse 16 they discussed this with one another and said it is because we have no bread aware of their decision jesus asked them why are you talking about having no bread do you still not see or understand are your hearts hardened do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear and don't you remember when i broke the five loaves for the five thousand how many baskets of pieces did you pick up 12 they replied and when i broke the seven loaves for the four thousand how many baskets of pieces did you pick up they answered seven he said to them do you still not understand interesting we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit more but but he was trying to make sure that they were focused on the wrong thing right they were focused on well is he still talking about us not bringing enough bread for us to eat no he was not he was talking about you know they they're always constantly not necessarily the disciples but they they were not yet fully believing that he was the messiah uh they were seeing miracles but yet each time those miracles took place with the bread being multiplied they were they still were like what are we going to do where are we going to get bread from how are we going to do this so they still didn't have that faith in jesus as he would have expected them to by that time so they were still their hearts were still hardened let's go to our points point number one i had some orange oranges in my refrigerator drawer that were covered by other fruit so i didn't realize they were there for several weeks once i discovered them they were as hard as a rock Oranges are usually very soft and juicy and easy to peel and, and delicious. They're very pliable. Not so for these hard ones. They had literally shrunk in size. They were so hard that it would be uh, extremely hard to even cut them, let alone peeling them. They no longer had any sweet juices coming out of, of them. They were useless. They were dead. That's what Jesus is warning us of. Don't become hard-hearted. Once our hearts become hardened, is it's hearted is hardened to the truth. A lot of hardens there. <laughs> but our hearts are hardened to the truth of God and is functioning based upon the world's system. Satan's method rather than God's way of doing things you see jesus even rebuked the disciples for their hard hearts it can happen to any of us if we don't keep jesus at the forefront as our everything our beacon our light our love we must take time daily with the lord otherwise we leave room for callousness uh, to slip in stunting our spiritual growth 
You know, it doesn't take but a little, just like he said, that little yeast that can multiply to be so huge um, in us. So we need to be aware uh, quickly. And the, and the way that we'll notice quickly is knowing that we have a regular relationship with the Lord, that, that he is in our life and he, the Holy Spirit, will show us. And then we need to act immediately. If we let it go, if we, you know, if we don't um, uh, do something about it right away, then it can build up on itself and, and get deeper and deeper, so much so that it becomes the new normal for us. I'll never forget how I harbored unforgiveness in my heart. That was stark rebelliousness to God. And it I had a hardened heart in that area of my life. I was still teaching Sunday school, still going to church, still driving the the church van or and still on the church board and you know still doing the kitchen stuff at the church over that and so many different things I was doing, but you know what? I was not totally where God would have me to be because I had a callous heart in a certain area of my life. And I felt like, and that was in a, in forgiveness. And I felt, you know, this was towards my father and, and I felt like he deserved it. You know, he didn't, he wasn't there for me. He didn't help me and my siblings. So I felt justified in being unforgiven towards him. And God says, showed me your heart is hardened, basically, because you are not allowing me uh, to also handle this part of your life, to be a part of you. You've chosen to go against me when the Lord's word says, forgive those who persecute you. Forgive so that you are forgiven. So I was in a dangerous state of unforgiveness. Not only was I being unforgiven to others, but I wasn't being forgiven by God because I chose to not forgive others. And it was just my father, that one person. And then I finally yielded. And let me tell you something, just from experience in obeying God on something like that, in every area we should obey him. But when I finally yielded, I had peace. I had joy unspeakable. It was something like another level in the Lord that I had never experienced before in my life. But this was a level I should have been at for a long time, but I chose not to because of a callous heart, because, you know, of a heart of stone. And I chose not to. And, I, and I'm so grateful that I obeyed God and uh, forgave, asked my father and my stepmom to forgive me. And I was free. See, now the truth was able to flow in my life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father except through him. So I had to recognize that and understand that and take it seriously. It's real. Uh, I am so grateful that I did. Point number two, some of the things hard hearts believe. Now take a look. First, that poverty is always caused by laziness. Helping the poor only enables them. And that is a lie straight from the pits of hell. Second, that worship is best conducted in one way, our way, which has worked very well for 40 years. Thank thank you and need not be changed, right? (laughs) You know what? If we are not open to change and, and as long as it's glorifying God and building the kingdom of God, obeying the word of God, hey, we're going to be left behind. And then third, 
that evangelism doesn't apply. People will never change anyway, so we don't need to do it. Uh, That too. All of these are lies straight from the pits of hell, but that is how we begin to believe. And those are just some of the things we begin to believe in when our hearts are hardened. And God is saying, stop, yield, hear his voice and obey him. Surrender. So surrendering to God, everything is a part of growing in Christ. We can't grow if we don't surrender the things that are holding us back. We got to let those things go. If this is you, there is yet hope. Give this to Jesus and allow him to soften, soften your heart. You see, these symptoms are repairable if you allow Jesus to heal you. Uh, some years ago, well, you know, not that long ago, about two years ago, uh, when we started, first started Transition Zone, which we call T-Zone, working with our youth, we were at uh, the location uh, that we were functioning out of was our church on 21st and Prospect. And uh, we, we even now, we'll circle up with our youth and do this session first, like take about five or 10 minutes to find out how everybody's doing, uh, how they're feeling, and go around the circle and take turns to discuss that. And then we'll allow the youth to uh, come up with questions, maybe one or two questions. And what this is really doing is building relationships. You can use this anywhere, business, with family, you know, in churches, wherever you want to use it, it works in building relationships. So the youth came up with a question and that was, I believe they came up with this question, Um, You know, what can we do to help those in need? You know, because it's not just about us. It's about us, you know, helping others. And so as we went around the circle, you know, different ones were answering. The youth were answering. Maybe we could have a clothing drive. Maybe we can, you know, give away clothes. Maybe we can give away food on certain days of the week. And we were talking about uh, raising money through taking uh, gently used clothes to sell them. And, And one of the things we said, well, when when it came to those that didn't have money, we would just give them the clothing. And then one of the adults in the group said uh, that they didn't believe that, you know, people that were in a needy situation or homeless uh, deserved any of that, pretty much, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And they said that they just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And you see, that is the exact terminology used uh, by so many of us. Really, uh, I can remember a time thinking like that. Like, I work hard, why can't they? <laughs> right? And, and, and that's not of God. And, um, and she, that person was just really emphatic about that. That's how that person felt. And, um, you know, thinking about, you know, just learning more about her upbringing and background, that's how she was taught. And so we have got to shift in even the things that we, the environments we grew up in and how they dictated our belief system, uh, our values, those things will shift as we come to know Jesus. And I saw a delightful thing take place in this person's life. Oh, and before that, the kids in the in the circle, they were all appalled. They couldn't believe it. It, it created a a mega conversation, let me tell you, in that circle. And though the kids stood up and were like, no, they did not, and blah, blah, blah. They stood their ground. 
and so did this person. But then after a few months, you know, um, helping us and working with us, she, this person was an extremely giving person. See, that that's the other thing. They many people that may be hard-hearted in certain areas of their life doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that, you know, that they are not obedient to God. You can still be a good person and be disobedient, but that doesn't get us to heaven. Being a good person does not. So understanding that. So yeah, she, she was extremely kind in other areas and giving, 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 um, and uh, but I noticed a shift taking place during our time together for that year, her changing and her heart becoming more pliable as people that would come in sometimes in need of help where we were located. We were in a prime location for people that would come by needing, you know, uh, food, needing water, needing something. And and uh, she was one of the ones that started helping to do that. Don't tell me God can't change our hearts. He can't. And he's looking to do the same with you if you yield to him and say, you know what? Listen, I told you I was saved. <laughs> I knew Jesus and had that hardened heart uh, in, in an unforgiveness. Unfor- and um, when you recognize it, when God shows you what it is, obey him and give it to him. God tells us, cast your cares unto me, for I care for you. So we need to give it to him. And he will give us, uh, in exchange, his love, his unconditional love. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about the things we're doing with our youth, teaching them uh, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, as well as DIY projects, teaching them how to do minor household repairs. We are so grateful to you and we thank you with all of our hearts. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.